From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, the electroacoustic sounds of tennis. This is Tom Holmes. Those are the ambient tennis sounds I've collected at the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament. The U.S. Open, an annual event, begins in the final week of August in New York City. Last year, during the pandemic, the tournament was delayed and no fans were allowed to be there, which has led me to think about the sounds of tennis. There are several racket sports with distinctive sound prints. Badminton. Squash. Platform tennis. Racquetball. And even ping pong. But tennis is different. The matches are extraordinarily long, and so are some of the points. Yes, individual play can also be explosive and short when you consider the big servers, but for the most part, the matches unfold slowly, providing every opportunity for a player to surge ahead or fall behind, and having a steady, sustainable mental stamina is important to winning. The commentators call these energy changes momentum shifts. And when they are not commenting on the actual physical play and strategy taking place, they often dwell on the mental state of a player and imagine the kinds of obstacles and challenges they face in their minds. This seems a little unwarranted, even bogus to me. For if you've watched long enough, one thing you can be sure of is that a player can quickly recover from such lapses and take control of a match when it matters. Or they can crumble before your eyes when they appear to be in control. The outcome is never certain. While the commentators are big on statistical outcomes, there are always surprises in tennis. But I love the game. I have played it since I was a teenager, and although I've never risen to the ranks that I may have once thought possible, I continue to get enjoyment from tennis even as my body ages and I simply cannot move as well as I once did. With age, I have also changed the perspective from which I view the game. As a young man, I sought competition, speed, and athletic shot-making. As an older person, I have less desire to compete, and my shots 
are less powerful, but I have replaced those aspects of the game with a kind of mental absorption in tennis. Author David Foster Wallace, himself a semi-pro tennis player, once put it this way. In tennis, you disappear inside the game, break through limits, transcend, improve, win. I don't know about the winning part, but the transcendence of tennis is what it's all about for me right now. It's not an error-free game. For example, no one has ever served a perfect match of only aces. So the motivation I have is to continue to improve my shots, my footwork, and my mental resolve as I get older. I live for that memorable shot that nobody expected, that terrific get or shot when I'm drawn off court by an opponent. Even as I say that, I must add that I refuse to compete with others. I have enough stress in my life already, so I don't want to be subsumed by stress in my most enjoyable athletic pursuit. It's a personal thing. David Foster Wallace again. Tennis's beauty's infinite roots are self-competitive. Around 20 years ago, after moving to New York, I decided to make the annual trip to the U.S. Open, one of the four major tournaments held each year and the only one grounded in the United States. I have often brought family and friends to the tournament, but mostly I go by myself and stay for about 12 hours a day from morning until closing. With so many repeated visits, my mind has learned to wander a bit while watching the game. Sometimes it is distracted by other visitors in the stands. The kids carrying their giant yellow tennis balls designed for capturing autographs of players at the conclusion of a match. The occasional verboten cell phone conversation which splits the quiet and the chattering of impatient visitors who can barely sit for two games, let alone an entire match. Through it all, I hear the reverberant beat of the tennis racket against tennis ball, the bounce of the ball off of the surface of the hard court, the squeaking of the athlete's sneakers as they maneuver gracefully, or not, to return the next shot. Then there is the inexplicable explosion of sound when a player hits an ace, that attack when the racket fires, that reverberating crash as the shot pounds into the backdrop, or maybe a little tennis humor when someone's shot dances along the top of the net cord until eventually falling on one side or the other. Each match has a different ambience, depending on every stadium and also where you are sitting in each stadium. When it rains, the area is suddenly very quiet. People leave, vacating to the enclosed areas and shops, and what is left behind is the undisturbed trickling of water from unlikely spots. While watching tennis, the sound is a meditation for me. It embraces my attention, shuts off my mind to distractions, and finds me fully in the moment as the ball climbs through the air and is summarily rejected by the opposing player with a strike in the opposite direction. This goes on for a long time, enough that one could become mesmerized by the action. A few years ago, I began to record ambient sounds at the U.S. Open. I did this primarily during the week prior to the start of the main draw, while players were practicing. 
Sometimes the superstars practiced together, other times they practiced alone with their coaches. The benefit of recording audio during the practice week is that the enormous crowds are absent, and I can capture the actual sounds of tennis in the eerie quiet, a little like tennis being played in a cathedral. After I attend the U.S. Open each year, I sit down to assess the sounds I've captured. Sometimes I've turned these sounds into electroacoustic works. Now that it is tennis season again, and it is likely that we can once again attend events such as the U.S. Open, I thought I would play some samples of these U.S. Open sound works from past years. In, in a future episode, I would also like to explore how others have turned the sound of sport into music. I'm going to play two works, except with an occasional synth sound, especially in the final piece with a drum beat. All of the sounds you will hear are derived from ambient sounds I recorded at the open. Please see the playlist for details about each work. Let's listen now to the electroacoustic sounds of tennis.
This is Tom Holmes. You've been listening to the electroacoustic sounds of tennis. For a complete playlist of the works heard in this program, please see the podcast website. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge. Until next time, so long from the Archive of Electronic Music. All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at tomholmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. <laughs>